listening to MLG Channel. Hi guys, welcome to my podcast. This is MOG channel where we help you to see a real and practical Christianity from God's word. If you're new here, welcome. If you're returning, welcome back. Today we're going to be talking about doing the word again, but not just doing the word, but specifically in the area of depression. Now, depression is supposed to be this serious phenomenon that is ravaging the land. Christians, non-Christians alike are doing it. I've personally come across lots of young people who are depressed uh, to the point of cutting themselves to get relief the idea is that if i cut myself um the physical pain is more bearable or better than that emotional pain i've seen lots of people cut themselves it's like normal so people they raise their um they're wearing long sleeve and you just raise it you just see lots of cut marks in fact if your parents listening to this if you want to check out your child check let them raise their their long sleeve or even their trousers or something like that you'll be shocked in some cases to see how kids are cutting themselves and how i mean christians and non-christians alike and so the question i have is that is there no balm in gilead right is there no um, solution in christ when i came to christ i knew that there was a solution to these things like that's part of why people come to christ because they know that in christ there is safety in christ there is security in christ there is actually um solutions real solutions to these things and i mean psychology is not bad you know to try but psychology can only manage these things it can never solve these things why because a lot of these things eventually get demonic a lot of these things um you know are satan just playing tricks on people and so if it's a satan problem you cannot mind it away <laughs> you have to spirit it away you understand because what has authority over satan is not the mind it's a spirit so the mind can only tap into the spirit you know to exercise that authority but where our authority is is in the spirit if you look at um uh what's that ephesians chapter one you will see that um that he has he has actually given us authority over principles and powers and all that bible also says that he was still at the right hand of god you understand far above them that right hand there is just talking about the authority we have in christ the right hand is figurative of authority and that right hand of god is actually in the man <laughs> right is man yes is a man you understand but we still christ in heavenly places that heavenly place is the realm in christ and so if you want to actually solve a devil problem right you will have to solve it by you know by the spirit now i'm not saying all kinds of depression are devilish no i'm saying when it becomes chronic in fact that's actually how you know there's a demonic issue when it becomes chronic becomes very very serious becomes uncontrollable becomes something that is overwhelming that you cannot handle yourself you know there's some kinds of there's all called sadness you know, it's my wife that actually helped me to realize that sadness is not depression there's being sad you know being sad about something you know continually but depression is different actually depression is is the art of being down it's the art of being down it's downness <laughs> i don't know how to put it but you know i looked at the dictionary definition of it and i even spoke about it a few days when i was talking about peace and um you know the word depression the these the synonyms for it are just quite interesting you know we have melancholy misery sadness 
unhappiness, sorrow, gloom, gloominess. But even the word depression, if you think about to depress, what does that mean? Like to depress something. Think about clay. If you put your hand and press into it, what are you doing? Depressing it. So that means the idea of depression is just being generally down. That comes with sadness, that comes with despair, desolation, loneliness, and you know, hopelessness. You get not seeing any, um, what's the word? Not seeing any hope in sight or any way out of anything. Like you're just in a consistent state. And the thing about this is that when that happens, you know, it leads to a bigger issue, which is that if there is no hope, if there is gloom, if there is nothing um, to look forward to in life, if the people around you seem not to make you happy, if nothing makes you happy, um, you know, like you're just in that place, then the next logical thing is that life loses its meaning, life just loses itself, or nothing is, you know, and I mean, this thing. To show how bad it is, you know, you can be in a room full of friends and you're depressed. Why? Because the truth about depression is that depression has more to do with the inside than the outside. Depression has more to do with the mind of a person than the circumstances because people feel that, that they are depressed because of circumstances. But it's not true. Circumstances are only promoters. Circumstances are only um, pushers. They are only, um, what's the word? They are... They are okay. My wife will call them triggers. My wife, my wife does a lot of psychology, so she call them triggers. They are only triggers, but they themselves, in themselves, cannot make you depressed. And that's why, as I said, a person who is depressed can be in a room full of friends and still be feeling depressed because it is more of an internal issue. It is more of a mind issue, and sometimes it's a demonic issue. Now, for the demonic issue, I think that's even easier to do. It's like it's straightforward if it's demonic and i know that's just the issue because some satan is just you know a, a bad boy and i mean that's by saying he's stupid just you know sometimes the person just finds himself herself in that those shoes although there are ways that it happens and i just probably going to go through quickly go through the processes this is by no means going to be an exhaustive study of that no but because i'm more solution oriented you get i think a lot of people already know what depression is but then if it's a certain issue, it's, it's very, very simple. Tell the guy you know, where to go. Get out of here. And I've done that. I've actually met people who had depression and I've cast out spirits from them. And they're fine. But see the problem. Satan, right, is more systematic. Satan is very, very systematic. Highly systematic. What does it mean by system? A system just means that he puts something in place that will run by itself even if you're not there. That's what it means. He's very, very systematic. So, the truth about that many people that run around with depression that satan is not directly involved but they are very depressed and he has them exactly where he wants them you understand exactly where he wants them but then the question is like as for a believer are you supposed to is depression normal is it okay uh, the question is bible says first uh, john 4 17 uh, that nevertheless we have boldness in the day of judgment uh, as he is so what are we in this world as he is so what are we as he is, we are. Are you seeing that? In other words, the same, you know, Bible says that the same spirit that raised us from the dead is in us. That's what it means that as he is, so are we in this world. The same spirit that raised us from the dead is in us. That same spirit is in us. So as he is, so are we. Then that means that we are truly spirits. That means that the components of Christ's spirit is the components of our spirits. So you ask questions. Could Christ be depressed? The answer is no. Can God be depressed? The answer is no. So if that's the, the, the question, then how come a believer is being depressed? And it just boils down to the spirit, soul, and body equation. 
in your spirit that's where all these things are happening it's not possible in your soul very very possible that's your mind because your mind is um how will i put it your mind is immaterial your mind is not your brain you get that but your mind is like a channel you can you can either entertain um godly thoughts or wrong thoughts your mind is actually the way that your your your, your being can be seized do you understand if you notice we do lots of teaching on the mind the armor of god and all those things you should get those things if you don't listen to them so you know your 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 mind actually is the sweet spot in fact it's actually the battleground yeah in the armor of god we explain that it is the battleground your mind is where victories are won or lost right our victories are really won when your mind aligns with god's word when your mind aligns with your spirit victories are lost when your mind aligns with the world when your mind aligns with satan that's just simple so when we're talking about the battle of depression depression is there because believers don't do the word now i'm going to say this with all you know love for everybody out there who is going through depression but the truth about it is that if everyone just keeps on pampering you and saying it is well it is well yeah you will never get out of that depression do you understand i'm talking as someone who has been depressed before i'm talking about people that who has dealt with people who are depressed i still deal with several people who are depressed and i even have friends who are depressed you understand i've you know one of my best friends in this life is also you know has gone through that phase a whole lot and you know these days like it's almost as if the church has no solution and we're now going to the world and the truth about that the average church seems not to have a solution right it's as if um was the word we just tell people oh, don't worry just listen to a bunch of i mean i've done that in the past or listen to a bunch of sermons and for some people that's worked but there are people that just seem to keep going back into it keep wallowing in it keep wallowing in it you understand because i've realized that sermons is actually not what solves depression listen to a lot of teachings is not what solves depression no it's, it's not true you can listen to 200 teachings and it will not so sometimes it will sometimes it won't do you get but then there are lasting solutions in christ because the word of god deals with it now the bible tells us in the book of james right um that would be james 1 tells us to be doers of the world and not just hearers this evening i think i, I treated that day for yesterday james 1 um verse uh, 22 but be doers of the word and not just hearers only deceiving your own self so what's he saying here he's telling you that i think that the word is not meant to be just be heard it's meant to be done it's not meant to just be heard it's meant to be done now you know someone will say easier said than done uh, is that a pun if it's a pun no pun intended but someone will say easier said than done right the word is not meant to be said or heard alone it's meant to be done but easier said than done in other words many people find it very very hard to do the word like okay you tell me for for example i'm just going to give you one text of scripture that i believe for many people seems extremely hard especially in this depression um category philippians chapter 4 i think verse 4 it says rejoice in the lord always and again i I say rejoice this is an instruction to the believer that you should always rejoice now you go meet the person who is depressed and you tell the guy rejoice and it's like what the heaven are you talking about you understand my life sucks right um you know everything around me is bad my my wife left me you know i failed my exams you understand i'm not pretty i'm ugly you know i was abused you know this and that you know they always now let me say this you cannot be depressed in a vacuum you can't be depressed in a vacuum it's not possible in other words, you can't be like you you can't be depressed without thinking on certain things. 
Do you understand what I'm saying? Now you need to understand that your thoughts are a your your mind is a, is a factory, is an emotional factory in the sense that it produces emotions. How do emotions get produced? Words, thoughts that are stayed on, eventually produce emotions, right? They produce emotions. Thoughts that are stayed on produce emotions, right? If you think about it, if you if I if if you sit down right now and I dare you just begin to think of something nice think of something nice think of um maybe think of heaven think of eternity think of something nice just stay now look at this stay on that thought focus on that thought for five minutes just don't break it two minutes five minutes just think on that thought just keep on thinking 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 you will reach two three five minutes that you just realize you're just smiling because what, what does your mind do your mind is a factory of emotions right now let's even want to do some other emotions or some other feelings okay um Anger. Think of someone that's owing you money that doesn't want to give you money. Think of one uncle that's always saying uh, that he's going to do this and he doesn't do it. Just think of someone annoying, someone that has really let you down and everything. The more you think about it, maybe someone has hurt you, the more you think about it, think about it, you just realize you just start feeling very angry. And you're probably forgiving the person, but you're feeling so angry, so upset, you can smash something if you stay on that thought. What does that tell you? It's a factory of emotions, right? Okay, think of something funny. Think of something funny, you know, just think of maybe a joke you've seen and everything. Uh, which one is one of my favorite jokes? Okay, hey, I think one of my favorite uh, funny this things, the memes is <laughs> when it's a, it's, a, it's a miss after spraying the room, you know, spraying the room with the camphor, putting kerosene, different kinds of things, you know, insecticides, Rambo. I sprayed like five, six, seven, eight times. Then you now see the mosquito, you know, mosquito. <laughs> And it's a meme of, you know, T'Challa in Black Panther when he stretches out his hand and says, as you can see, I am not dead. Well, that's one of my favorite, favorite memes. When I, I just think about it, I just start laughing. Now, you can just focus on something like that. Just think on it and you realize that you just, your body just respond. After you feel happier, you're laughing, you know, and you are like, you know, you're just glad, right? It just tells you that your, um, you know, your mind is a factor of emotions. Think about even okay when i'm not saying don't think about it please but when people have sexual thoughts if you think about it you know don't think about this but when people have sexual thoughts you know let's just say you know those of you that like to watch you know people like to watch sexual movies or whatever whatever or thinking sexual thoughts or, or anything no notice that there's you're not doing the activity with anybody you're on your own just thinking about it then guess what your body begins to respond you start to feel yeah you know what does that tell you that tells you that your mind is responsible for for things it also tells you your mind is responsible for sin you get like your mind will pro- there are thoughts that you will you think on there's a way you will think that you will produce certain emotions that will drive you either into righteousness or into sin or will help you either resist sin or fall into it and i'll just tell you the truth about it is that depression is a sin you know why because it is opposed to god's word whatever is opposed to god's word is a sin and we because we see this text philippians chapter 4 verse 4 that says rejoice in the lord always and again i say rejoice so the question we would ask ourselves is that is this true can a person who you know is depressed come out of that thing permanently and the answer is yes do you need a psychiatrist the answer is no what do you need the answer is simple you need light right now i in yesterday's teaching when i was teaching on peace i actually said you know you should go get my teaching on, med- on meditation 
because i mean i don't want to it's if i teach that it's going to take like most of the time here but it's a very powerful teaching but the point is that meditation is actually um how, how will i put it meditation is actually to sit down on something to brood on something to think upon something to a point where that thing actually becomes real to you and i want to say to you that those people who get depressed right it started from somewhere you cannot be depressed in a vacuum it started with entertaining certain thoughts certain thoughts that began to come to your mind um you know uh okay let me give an example now let's just say you're in a relationship for a while and then before you know you build your identity around the person you're thinking about the person this person completed you're always happy and it's somewhere in your heart you're always afraid that this person will leave me you know you see some girls or even guys do everything to keep the person because there's this fear that you're allowed to grow inside this person can leave me you know which also comes sometimes from an identity crisis an identity issue and you know really we're still saying the same thing but the point is that it develops from somewhere it comes out of that place of um brooding on certain thoughts and that's what i said i said brooding it's not that i thought it once or twice but you stayed on certain thoughts sometimes uh, you you stayed on them over time every day there's some thoughts that you are allowed into your mind and you stayed on them you know this life is nonsense life is meaningless life is hopeless you know and then some people they go you go through certain circumstances and whenever i go through circumstances what happens is like a battering ram that hits you beam when it hits you like that those emotions come and you know what happens because you don't know better you embrace those emotions parents get a divorce you embrace those emotions abuse of course you embrace those emotions you understand and not what i'm saying i'm not saying that we should not feel bad but a believer has to realize that you know negative emotions are more powerful than you think right sin is conceived in emotions look you actually have the ability to resist the wrong type of emotions you know those emotions that just come if they keep on hitting you like that they hit you oh i feel this way you're allowed to feel that way a little then you're supposed to come out of it because you are supposed to be a doer of god's word god's word actually tells you what you should be doing god's word clearly tells you you have victory tells you you can rejoice but what happens that we actually meditate ourselves into where we are right if you take a thought and stay on that thought long enough it will produce whatever you're thinking about it will produce it if you are feeling bad or sad or whatever stay on that thought long enough over a period of time what happens it will become a constant state consistently in your life for example some people are always worried they are always worried they are always worried hey something will happen this one that one where will this happen always worried worrying has become a lifestyle for many people because they have meditated on it when bad things happen they are always there's never you know let me say this do you know that unbelievers are live better than christians yeah they don't even have the victory yeah their joy is not even yeah, their joy is circumstantial but there are unbelievers who make the best out of their fallen nature out of their dead nature and you see them they they always put on a smile on their face even if the truth about that for them their nature does not permit such their nature they will still go back into their depression and their sadness they cannot always be happy you understand they can't because they don't their spirits cannot take it no matter how much their mind wants to align their spirits cannot take it in fact their spirit actually produces the depression produces the evil but for us we have a different kind of spirit and we are usually careless with our, our thoughts we allow all kinds of thoughts barrage our mind. Please go listen to the whole armor of God. These things are supposed to, I can't be explaining all this because it's going to take too much time. But we're bombarded with so many kinds of thoughts, so many things consistent. We just allow, we just allow, we just entertain, we allow. Notice the word entertain, allow, entertain, allow, enjoy. We, we, we just, because we see that it's normal. 
Oh, to feel sad is normal. To feel depressed is normal. Eh? Eh? I'm feeling depressed because of this. But remember when we spoke about peace yesterday? He says he will keep in perfect peace whose mind is what stayed on him because he trusts in him. And we explain and show that the peace does not come from your circumstances. The peace is internal. Jesus said, peace I give you. In other words, he has given us his peace. And his peace is independent of things happening outside. If that is true, you know, for peace, it is also true for joy. It is also true, you know, for you know, for godly emotions. Yes, and joy is a very godly emotion. Why would Paul tell us in Philippians 4, verse 4, says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Why would he tell us that? Say rejoice in the Lord always. Do you know what that means? You know, I was thinking upon it and I'm like, wait, rejoice where? Rejoice means to rejoice is to be glad, to be happy, to be excited, you know, to consistent like that. Like you're just always beaming, you're always smiling, yeah. There's you know, you're oh you are singing, you're happy, yeah, you know, you're bubbling consistently. Think about someone that's rejoicing. Rejoicing is like oh, you know, uh to know uh, uh, rejoicing, just imagine like <laughs> if you hear that um Arsenal has finally won the cup after how many many years of um you know of absentia what happens you will see so much rejoicing for Arsenal fans who have stayed and hung in there for decades trusting God and believing that one day miracle occur and you will see rejoicing that's actually where you know what true rejoicing is you will see people jumping tearing their shirts buying drinks for each other some people even buy cars buy rams different run up and down the streets screaming you know there will be so much happiness around that is that is actually rejoicing and he's saying rejoice in the lord always so he's telling you that that you can number one do it always and in case you actually doubt it you now put full stop again i say rejoice So he said, no, 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 I wasn't, uh, I wasn't making it up. I actually mean again, rejoice. I mean rejoice. In other words, rejoice, 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 rejoice. Like a loop, rejoice, rejoice, rejoice. How many times? Always. And I'm like, you know, this Paul is nuts. Okay, okay, probably Paul probably had a good life. But no, no, I don't have time to read that text. But when you see what Paul went through, in this, Paul went through trash. Paul is a perfect example of, you know, someone says, I, I, when I got born again, all my problems stopped. Paul will say, when I got born again, all my problems began. I didn't have issues till I got born again. And it's very, very true. That guy was beaten, stoned, put in prison more than any other apostle, any other Christian at that time. He was, that is, he was the emblem of suffering. In fact, the way Jesus introduced himself to him, he said, he said, I, must, so I, said, he said I must show him the things that he must suffer for my namesake. That was his introdu- introduction, suffering. So Paul was no stranger. This Paul suffered weller. And yet it's the same Paul that is writing, Rejoice in the Lord always. If anybody had any reason to be depressed, it was Paul. In fact, Paul should have been taking antidepressants. He should have had, he when he's writing, he said, Timotheus, you know, as they are coming to me, he says, and he said, Bring the parchment, and then bring down my pack of antidepressants. Because, man, I'm so depressed in this prison. He wrote most of those letters that, that we know today in, from prison and in prison. In fact, to the Philippians, if you read chapter 1, Philippians chapter 1, you will see that he actually spoke about how he was in chains. He was in chains in Rome at the time he wrote Philippians. Then what was he writing? He said, rejoice in the Lord. And I'm like, this guy, you are nuts. But if Paul could rejoice, it means that every believer has no excuse. Because I don't, if you say you're depressed, I don't care what your issue is. I don't care what you think you've gone through. What do you want to say you've gone through? 
go i i dare you go and read second corinthians let me just look for the text for you you know in um let me see that uh some text uh, fastings of yeah second corinthians chapter 11 i dare you go and read from verse 16 you know from verse 16 read it down to um um let me see that to verse 33 just go read what paul went through i don't want to read it here you just I, I dare you to sit down and meditate to think go and listen to my teaching on meditation and come back to this second Corinthians 11 and read it when you realize what paul went through how his life was was just that is is anybody i i, I don't <laughs> i don't know what that guy went through for what he, what he carried is crazy and yet he's the one that was always saying rejoice often rejoice in the lord always and he wasn't doing saying what he was not doing no he was doing this thing so when you understand that as a person who is listening to me that you are encountering depression you have to realize that there is actually that god's word is not lying let every god let god be true and every man a liar god actually you know has given you the ability to rejoice always now notice it says rejoice in the lord in other words your rejoicing will be found where in the lord you get now that um uh what do you call it that text philippians that's philippians 4 we just read philippians 3 actually tells us that um uh let me see that philippians 3 was finally, finally my brethren rejoice in the lord see he says it again rejoice in the lord right in fact philippians has a lot of rejoice inside it philippians 3 verse 3 for we are the circumcision talking about those of us who are born again which worship god in the spirit and rejoice in christ jesus so where do we rejoice we rejoice in christ where is our rejoicing found in christ jesus in him are you seeing that the bible says we are complete in him so why are we rejoicing we are rejoicing because we are complete in him we are rejoicing because of what is found in him what is found in Christ? His spirit. What? Where is his spirit? His spirit is in us. Right? The Bible says that the kingdom of God is not in meat and drink, but in righteousness, peace, and what? Joy where? In the Holy Ghost. In where? In the Holy Ghost. So, it means in your spirit there is always rejoicing. Right? If you read the book of Psalms and type the word rejoice, you will see that there is so much emphasis about your salvation there. You know? There is so much emphasis about rejoicing and salvation there's so much of it you know in in psalm the book of psalms that there's so much emphasis on, on rejoicing and and salvation so much emphasis on it let me see if i can find just a few okay psalm uh 20 verse 5 we rejoice in your salvation in the name of our lord are you seeing that aha um let me see um okay let me see there's other ones i saw okay psalm 35 verse 9 and my soul shall be joyful in the lord it shall rejoice in his salvation because we know that from um second timothy chapter 3 verse 15 that all scriptures you know or or you know the whole scriptures which are able to make you wise you know in salvation so we know that psalms was written because of salvation actually the salvation of god many of those songs are about salvation you know about the lord you will actually find lots of text psalm 40 verse 16 let all those who seek thee rejoice and be glad in thee let such as love your salvation say continually the lord be magnified are you seeing that so they wrote a lot about the salvation of the lord so when we say rejoice in the lord what is it rejoice 
in what he has done. Rejoice in his salvation. Are you seeing that? In salvation. So God is telling you that no matter what you are going through in your life, no matter what you are experiencing in your life, there is nothing, right, that actually compares to the salvation that has happened in you. Right? You know, there's nothing, you know, that can be compared to the salvation that has actually um, occurred in you. Nothing can compare to it. That's just the truth. You know, that's just the truth. Nothing can be compared to it. Nothing. It's actually bigger than everything that's ha- happened. Now, this ship gets into a point that 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 the reason a person stays depressed is because of the person's focus. You understand? We can we can first of all we are we are trapped in a certain kind of mindset because we've stayed on that mindset for too long by meditation you can actually come out of that mindset what does meditation mean meditation is actually is is actually it's not just to listen to god's word or read god's word meditation is to sit down on it and think about it consistent think about it and push it around in your mind like you exploit you think about what does this mean what does it mean what does it mean you begin to push around okay um now rejoice in the lord in the lord okay notice how i've you know all this i'm saying i actually meditated on this thing before i thought it so when i say in the lord in him you are right okay in him we are complete in him so he's in he's why in him he's in us god lives on our inside so he says rejoice in him rejoice in the fact that we are in him you understand so in other words we are in him actually is a very very big deal so he's saying rejoice shout be happy because you are in him right yes rejoice in the lord in him is a big deal is much bigger than anything just like us now you know, it's a big deal for them to win something. God is saying that in Him, He is bigger than Arsenal. He's bigger than any other thing. In fact, the greatest reason to rejoice in the world is nothing compared to the reason to rejoice in your salvation because your salvation is the most important thing. Wow. It's the most important thing. Think about it. Whatever problem you have in this world will end once you die. But salvation continues. Eternal life continues. So, what to rejoice. You know, Jesus actually you know when the, the apostles went out and and they they went and cast out devils or the disciples went and cast out devils he told them don't re-, they, were, they, they, were, they came back and they rejoiced he said don't rejoice because you, the demons are subject to you he said rejoice because your names are in heaven so what's it telling them that the number one reason to actually be happy is that what you are saved that you are not going to perish that you have eternal life you have God inside you it is the number one reason now as I said it's a matter of perspective do you know you can brood on what I just said and think about it and think about it and think truly think about all your problems in this life and everything you've gone through what you're going through and think on it stay on that text or stay on that thought wow the number one thing in my life is actually salvation salvation is more important than anything else that i'm going through or whatever it is more important you know than is that money than cars than houses it is more important than anything it is more important than beauty it is the greatest thing on earth in other words, I have the greatest thing on earth. And it is not temporary. It is not temporary. It's not something that will be lost. It's not something that will just go. It's not something that, um, you know, will be here now, make me happy and then to not be there. And No, it is eternal. So, if it is eternal, it means I can be happy eternally because that is where my joy comes from. The fact that I am saved because that the fact that I have the spirit. The fact that I have a rejoicing spirit. And that's like, Wow. That just will blow your mind if you can sit down on that thing. I really adjure you, please. You won't understand what I'm saying to you. You can listen to my teaching on meditation. Go listen to it on Telegram. Just type 
you know, in Telegram, Pastor SM Talks, and you know, um, you just see my Telegram channel, and you see there, I've called it meditation. Meditation, you know, there are two of meditation. One is something, um, you see, it's meditation, sha. Then there's also meditation process. Listen to those two, you know, it will. T- when you realize that you can actually take those thoughts eh, and transform them into living things in your mind, you can take those thoughts and let them dominate your thinking. Let them subdue other think thoughts. The Bible says we are supposed to bring every thought into the into captivity to the obedience of Christ. That means our thoughts are not supposed to just roam. We are supposed to have our thoughts fixed on the Lord, but not just fill our mind with God's word, but meditate, stay on it till that thought becomes real. If you can do this. You know, as I just said, if you can just do this, if you can do this, I promise you, I it's a promise. What will happen is that it will get to a point of staying on that thought, staying on, on God's word, staying on the, oh, I rejoice in Christ Jesus. Oh, that's the biggest reason, right? You know, Paul, talking about this thing, he was so, um, he was so set, see what he said, Paul, I went through all that crap. He said, first, second Corinthians 4 verse 17, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, Right? which is bought for a moment works for us a far more exceeding eternal weight of glory now he now says verse 18 which we look not at the things which are seen but the things which are not seen for the things which are seen are temporary and the things which you've seen are which you don't you don't see are eternal what's he talking about he's still talking about salvation right he's saying that all my affliction all the things i'm going through for christ since they are not that they're light he calls them light why because they will not last this lifetime. Can you imagine someone suffering so much? But his perspective has shifted. His mindset has changed. He says, no, no, no. I'm going through all this one, but my joy is not dependent on my situation. My joy is not dependent on everything around me. It's not dependent on what I'm seeing around me. No, my joy is dependent on eternity. On the eternity that lives inside me by the Holy Ghost, right? The Bible says, the same Paul talking, it says that the kingdom of God is not in meat and drink, but in what? Righteousness you know peace and joy in the holy ghost it says the kingdom of god is not in meat and drink but in what righteousness you know peace and joy in the holy ghost and that's a very 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 profound statement right that's romans 14 verse 17 so he's saying look the kingdom of god is not in what is the kingdom of god the kingdom of god is god's you know kingdom we don't talk about a king you're talking about a king and his domain a king where a king rules where a king has supremacy are you seeing that so he's saying that where god has supremacy right uh-huh first of all and that text jesus gave us an text and told us that the kingdom of god god's rule and supremacy is in the hearts of men right uh-huh. you know and and you know what was he saying he said the kingdom of god is in you so he was saying that god's rule god's supremacy god's you know actually it's god's spirit is where in men and women and so if that is the case, he now says that in that kingdom, it is not about meat and drink, it's not about food or physical activity. He it's in what? Righteousness. Righteousness has to do with your standing with God. Because when that spirit comes into you, your standing with God changes. God now sees you as he sees Jesus. He said, peace, right? And we dwell to peace. Jesus said, my peace I give you. You understand? In other words, he came to give us peace. He made peace with God. He helped us make peace with God, but also he brought his own peace. And I thought that yesterday. But then he now says, joy in the Holy Ghost. What is in your spirit? Joy is in your spirit. I see you. Where is the spirit? The spirit is inside me. So, so it means inside me there is always joy. You understand? And what is that joy about? That joy is, that joy is about my salvation. Remember what David said? David said, restore unto me the joy of my salvation. 
right? He said, what well, renew a right spirit within me. So the joy of salvation is based on the spirit. And that spirit is in you. So you always have joy. Joy is an eternal thing. It's not something that shifts. It's not circumstantial. It's not because of what happens around you, you have joy. I remember a friend, one of my friends, you know, back then, who was so depressed and he had battled depression and he lost his life. He told me, he said, that his, I mean, his parents are very well-to-do. I mean, he said, he'll buy, he'll buy PS4 or PS3 or whatever, and he'll be very happy for, you know, ah, he got it and everything. It's just, the joy just lasts like a week and then that's it. He'll just be so down, depressed, want to kill himself again. He'll go out and buy Air Jordans and be happy again for a while. So he got to the point, he was buying things to find happiness. Can I just be happy for a few minutes, for a few hours? Some people are listening to me are like that. They're just looking for joy. You understand? But you can't find that joy. You know why? Because you, you are looking for it in the wrong place. And the thing about that is not the quick fix. It's not by listening to this teaching once. That's what we, you know, we've gotten wrong so far. It's not by one pretty prayer. I mean, sometimes that happens, but that's quite supernatural. I'm talking about, it's not, you know, as someone who has laid hands on lots of people who have been depressed and all, I will tell you, it's not just about one pretty prayer. It's about people having to realize that they must do the word, that they must take responsibility and realize that, you know, that they can actually come out of that depression and they can actually live outside of that depression, that they can actually, you know, live a, a life that is full of joy, but they have to be responsible for it. And it's not a chore, no, it's not a burden because it is about, you know, if you can meditate on the truth, you know, I've quoted a lot of texts here about joy. If you can take those texts one by one and meditate on them, if you can let it fill your mind the whole day, just think about it, think about it, think about it. Let the Holy Ghost open it up in your mind. Where you know what happens, that eventually you begin to realize, oh, actually, it will get to you, but it's just done on you. You just realize it. You just believe it because hearing it once doesn't mean you believe it. Hearing it twice doesn't mean you believe it. Hearing it 10, 20 times doesn't mean you believe it. It is consistently over time because what has brought you to the place of depression is that you also believe something over time. You consistently thought about stuff over time. You let things around you affect you over time. And it got to a point that they crystallized and became real to you. Now your state of depression is real to you. But God wants to get you out of that stuff. Get you to that point to a point whereby his word is real to you, whereby you realize. See, when you realize, it's as if the Bible says, Where the spirit of the Lord there is liberty. He says that you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Know the truth means to be intimate with that knowledge. You will know beyond a doubt. The same way you know your name is whatever it is. The same way you know you are a girl, you're a boy, the same way you know you are saved. You just know. It's a knowing. And that knowing is just a realization. Wow. And once you realize it, it just dawns on you. You know what happens? It's a realization. It's not It's not like, oh, there won't be any doubt. It's just, oh, wow. Oh, I, I'm actually free. I'm actually free. I'm actually free. You understand? And all of a sudden, that all that stuff will just lose its hold on you. And when that mindset loses its hold, the emotions will also fade away. You just realize I'm happy. Oh, I can be happy. You understand? I can be happy. I'm happy. You understand? Years ago, there are many ways this thing can come, actually. Well, this, is the, this is the sure way. Because those are the ways that are seem, seem to be quick. They are not always... It's just like healing. Many times, we pray for people that are sick and everything and get healed. But there are also people we pray for that don't get healed immediately. But the same thing, they can just sit down on the Word of God and meditate on it consistently over a period of time and realize by themselves, Oh, I'm healed. I'm fine. Oh, I'm not depressed. They will be free. They will be healed. I'm telling you. I'm telling you the truth. This is the truth of God's Word. You will know the truth and that truth will set you free. God wants you to be free. You understand? I remember years ago, you know, I was so depressed. I came out of, a, you know, a relationship and I had lasted for a while. And I mean, you know, I was very, very close relationship in school. And, you know, I, you know 
Then I didn't know the Lord anyway, but then I got to know the Lord and I was still in that relationship. Then, you know, the relationship ended. And I remember that I that's when I found out that actually a lot of my joy was coming from that relationship. A lot of my um happiness and everything was hinged to that relationship. And I was so depressed. Like I that thing drove me into a serious depression because it was like something the carpet was swept on under my feet. And it drove me into some serious depression. And I remember saying to myself, oh my God, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I wake up in the morning, I just feel like dying. You know, I, I mean, nothing, everything meant nothing to me. You know, I was just, just in a state. It was like, I mean, that was, the relationship, relationship break is what started it, but it, like, it went beyond that. I was just at a place where, ah, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I don't, I don't want to live. I don't, I just want to die. I, that's how I was constantly thinking of dying. Consistently thinking of dying. Consistently thinking of dying. Honestly. Because I had made a habit of actually having, even from secondary school days, of putting my joy and emotions in relationships. I had thought that that's what made me someone, made me significant and everything. So I was always moving from one to another. I couldn't stay without one. And then I was in school and then this one I was really, really into, then it just crumbled. And I was just, it, it tore me apart. And I went, I was still, I went for a prayer walk, you know, a prayer walk. I used to go for prayer walks every day. And I went for this prayer walk and I was like, God, I, I, it just seized me during the prayer. I was so burdened, so heavy, feeling so hopeless, with so much despair. And I said, God, I can't, I can't do this again. I, I can't do this again. And the Lord spoke to me then and said, you will never be depressed again. Now, I need to realize that him saying that to me, it was like that, the thing hit me. So it can actually happen like that. A word from God like that can set you free. You understand? But then that can happen and it may not happen. However, okay, one way can be sure to if you take these things I've said to prayer and you stay on it consistently, God, that word can come to you. But I'm telling you that this is a sure way if you understand meditation, you stay on it consistently for days or weeks until that thing breaks from your mind. You know, you'll be free. So I took this word and I ran home. I was happy. I was, you know, I was like, yes. And I'm now look at this. I held on to the word. It wasn't enough that God spoke expressly to me and I believed it, but I held on to the word. To the point that I went home and the depression came back at night. And I said, no, uh-uh. I refuse to be depressed. God has said, and I held on to it and I believed that word. I dared to believe that word. I held on to that word. And that is how that thing broke off of me. I held on to it, kept on holding on to it. And then I have not been depressed in many years. And that can be your reality also. Depression is 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 not something you're supposed to go through. It is not something that is is good. It leads, you know, many people come to suicide. Usually, is present before depression. But there's a way out, and that way out is if you're hearing me and you're not you're not saved, you're not born again, you've never gotten saved, you've never received salvation. I want you to just pray with me. Just 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 you know, Jesus died for you, and He died to give us His Spirit. He died to forgive all your sins, and He also died to give us his spirit to give us his life so we can live like he we can now become God's children if you're hearing me you understand and you're not saved just you know just say this after me say father right now I just thank you because you actually have my father you died me you love you you died for me you love me and you died to keep me free right now I just acknowledge you know you as my lord that you are my lord and savior you died and you rose you know, on the third day, you actually rose from the dead and you are alive today. You, and you want to make your home inside my heart. Lord, come make your home inside my heart. I receive you. I am born again right now. You know, thank you, Lord. If you just pray that prayer now, you are saved. 
you are saved and you now have access to everything that we spoke about now and so i uh, of course you can always hit my after i'm done with this you hear my uh, contact details you know being read out you can actually hit me up on instagram and we can talk and i can help to show you the things you need to know you know on your salvation journey but then um that's basically it i advise you i admonish you listen to these teachings over and over they're not just to be listened to once there's so much inside it and if you're a person who has experienced depression this is the way out i'm telling you god can actually if you if you hear this thing if you dare to actually go for this thing the proof of desire is action if you really want to be free of that depression go on that telegram as i said go on telegram tell pastor sent talks look for teachings on meditation there are like two and you know there's even one of being a doer of the word listen to those things and you know what's the word listen to those things practice it practice if you have questions hit me up on instagram i'll show you what to do practice it consistently and i believe you'll be free when the truth when you realize the truth about what christ has done in you and who you are in christ you realize that depression has no hold over you but rather joy is what has a hold over you and you like paul will actually begin to rejoice in the lord consistently always knowing that that is who you are okay all right guys that's it for today god bless you um share this with, with a friend who is experiencing experiencing depression just share it you never know put on your time on your whatever you can be saving in life by them hearing the truth of god's word okay all right guys so with that don't forget every day we're putting on mixler get the app from the app store and play store that, you know and then um, we're praying every day 6 a.m and 6 p.m young ecclesia nation is the name you should check up on the app the app's name is m-i-x-l-r all right see you guys there god bless you have a wonderful day and bye-bye if this blessed you or you want to say hi or you have a question you can head over to my instagram that's pst.sn pst.essien. See you there.